Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 141 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. A little delayed recording live. The country was busy uh, doing things to itself on Wednesday, so we're coming to you a little bit later. Thank you for joining us this Friday. We have five people with us. Thank you, uh, thank you, five live listeners. Uh, tonight, Nintendo is taking things to the next level. What could that mean? Switch Pro, anybody? Uh, limited edition PS5 hits the market. What's new to Game Pass? We'll find out later. Uh, DSiWare games disappear from eShop. The nightmare is beginning. Microsoft wants to know how you feel about the DualSense. And we go over our most anticipated games of 2021. I haven't looked at that link, so we'll have oh, to bring shit, it up and yeah. see what it entails. Uh, I'm Richard Bergman. Do what? I'm going to be blind on that one, too. Yep. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by, you heard him there, Cesar Concepcion. It's me. CMC to himself and Brant McKee, builder of the news and uh, previewer of the list of games of 2021. Yeah, don't don't worry. It's just a quick list you can look over of all the announced games for 2021. Uh, so we know you, we know you sirs. It's just a list of Animal Crossing updates for next year. <laughs> and I'm 100% certain all mine is going to be like random ass uh, anime base visual novels. Probably. Yeah. That could be. Do you think it'll be on Brant's list? I already know my 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 first game is going to be in like ten days, and it's going to be that ReZero game. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, it's coming. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I look forward to uh, going over some some upcoming titles for 2021. Hopefully, the year will improve and not be a, a continued continuation of the nightmare of last year. No, we don't talk about that. It's not December 32nd, man. We don't. That doesn't happen. December 32nd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the nightmare day. I don't know. It's oh, already shaping going. up to be 20, uh, 2020 part part two. You saw Wario said uh, he said the Zelda calendar was on sale at Amazon. He called it the Zelda calendar for 2020 remaster yeah. for this year. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, no, it's 2020 re- remastered. Yep. We can't take another one. All right, let's dive into news. Next level. Next Level, of course, uh, refers to Next Level Games, the developer of such fine titles as Super Mario Strikers for GameCube, Mario Strikers Charged and Punch-Out for Wii, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and Metroid Prime Federation Force. Yay! And Luigi's Mansion 3 for Switch. This comes from Gamatsu. Uh, Nintendo uh, bought a 100% share of the outstanding shares of the Vancouver, Canada-based Next Level Games. The acquisition expects to close March 1st. Uh, they've already been a, a second party of sorts, kind of like Rare back in the day, or famously Retro Studios. So now you have next-level games built into that Nintendo stable. This is almost one of those, like, uh, Insomniac, weren't they already type things, where you're, you know, your head scratching, like, thought they were already part of them, but now it's official, as of March 1st. Yeah, but you, you know, Nintendo's a really buying development companies that often i think the last one was with the xenoblade monolith i believe right they own they, them completely that is 100 percent. yeah i remember they was like they own five percent and they went and bought the rest of because remember they're making like all the fucking games they, they made breath of the wall they're helping breath of the wall too that is uh, right i mean they they they're opening up a third studio on a monolith they expanded it through uh the second one to do xenoblade 2 it's like when know. they ingrain them in so much nintendo-ness they just have to bring them on at a certain time but it's like you gotta you gotta serve you gotta serve like two decades before Nintendo before mm-hmm. they bring you in. Yeah, and they never only they never fully owned Rare, did they? That was just like a majority stake. Uh, it wasn't to this level because Microsoft mm-hmm. bought the majority stake. Yeah, yeah. they yeah the Stamper Brothers. 
It was a, it was a percentage because remember I think Rare was free to do other games, but I think they just did everything under Nintendo's umbrella. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up in news, someone tell us about this PS2 themed PS5 before it gets uh, DMCA'd and uh, our show gets taken down. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a. I guess that you could just call them a independent seller. Uh, they set up a, a, a website uh, to sell these retro-inspired uh, PS5 um, regular and digital edition. Uh, they are all black. Um, they have the traditional colored PlayStation logo, as I'm sporting on my shirt here. Um on the bottom of the console and to go along with this, they also have a black themed, uh, dual sense controller also with the colored logo and the colored, um, PlayStation buttons as well, rather than them just being the clear with the, the black, um, black symbols on them. This so thing looks this, awesome. it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like that dual sense. um, and it goes on, I believe, they went on sale, I guess it was today. Um, that markup's are, not crazy. They're only 650 bucks. So. I was about to say, the, the, the markup isn't too, too bad. Yeah. Um, the DualSense, I was trying to see where the DualSense was. It goes for 100 instead of 70 so it's a yeah. $30 markup. Yeah, I'm a little leery on that, like, $100 just for a, a DualSense, considering I already own three. Um, but they're doing they're doing a limited run of these um, 304 units, uh, and there's significance there because the uh, three four of uh, 2000 uh, is is kind of where they're getting that 304 number because uh, it was the original PS2 release date, and that's kind of what they're going for as far as look on this console. Or 304 um, units is all they could get their hands on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be another one of those things where... Uh, oh, it also says that the DualSense should have up to about 500 units. Um, so, That's, you know, you they might be... One of those. Yeah, they might be a little easier to grab. Um, but these, it's going to be another one of those things where... PS5s are already really hard to get a hold of. Um, I know yesterday they actually started putting up a lot of different bundles. Uh, Best Buy had a restock yesterday. Uh, GameStop put up some bundles. Uh, and I think some other places were supposed to restock um, pretty soon. Um, but it's still really, really hard to get a get a PS5. And now there's yeah. this, which is also extremely limited. So I'm I'm assuming these will... If, if they haven't already sold out, they probably sold out when they went up. Um, Y'all ever heard of this um, Super 5 or whatever yeah, they're Super called? Super 5. I've, I've never heard of them. Mm. They so say on Twitter is... their wait list is 54,000 people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh. and also, to kind of go along with this, I mean... Um, I didn't put it in news because I figured I'd just bring it up with this is that, you know, the the 
the PS4 is kind of getting discontinued just just about everywhere. I, I know they they discontinu- they announced that they will discontinue all the models except for the base uh, 500 gig um, black model. Slim. I believe the, the slim. slim. That's it. Um, in Japan, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. If you've got um, the PS4 Pro at what, four four hundred dollars, four hundred so. something. It's, mm-hmm. it, you're not you're not spending that much more to get a or no you're spending the exact same to get a all digital PS5 or you spend really a little extra that ecosystem yeah and I uh, I think the, the 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 thinking around this is yeah they're trying to move everybody to PS5 they're trying to um be able to increase the production numbers uh, and and yield of of PS5 by discontinuing PS4 because if they're not producing PS4 they can focus a lot more of their resources and everything to PS5 right. which will help this you know shortage and also it, it's I did hear something else that it seems like resellers and all these bot groups are kind of uh, tapering off they don't they're starting to lose interest. But that could also be because they've already got such a major stock. Um, and since it's after the holidays, too, I'm sure demand is a little down. So hopefully we'll see stock slowly come back up. Uh, and it'll be at some point it's going to be super easy to get a PS5 at it. Yeah. You know, it's the dream. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, does it really matter right now? I mean, there's not really, like, anything you can play on there. So, I imagine Sony would be more happy when they're out in the open. When Ratchet yeah. and Clank and all that comes out this spring, so. They might be yeah. gearing up. You remember in the in the original, you know, 360, PS3, and PS4 days and stuff like that, they would have a big title come out, and they would make sure that they had stocked up enough consoles. Like, Cesar, I know you remember this from your retail days, like, we would have a Pokemon game that was coming out and we would make sure we had stocked like DSs or Game Boy Advances or something. So we actually held those back to make sure they were available for those days. So I'm sure they're going to want to launch with uh, with something alongside there. I think we did it for Gears. That's the last big thing I remember doing. Uh, okay, those look good. Go on their website, check them out. That is uh, Super 5 and the, the E in Super is a 3. Well done. And... As they you should best, spell it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the best thing about it, in my opinion, is the like the rotating PlayStation logo. I've always yeah. loved that about PS2 is the being able to rotate that PlayStation logo. PS3 did it as well, didn't it? The uh, the yeah. fellow. Yep, the one that uh, Brandt's wearing on his shirt. Well done. Good job, Brandt. Um, Xbox Game Pass is adding a bunch of games. This comes from Sauramano at Gamatsu. Sauramano. Did I say Sauramano? Sauramano Gamatsu. Uh, Xbox Game Pass is adding eFootball PES 2021 season update. Okay. Uh, the Little Acre. Injustice 2. These are all in January, by the way. Well, those all three of those are January 7th. Mm-hmm. In January 14th, you're going to get Neoverse, uh, Torchlight 3, one of my all-time favorite games, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Y2K, a postmodern RPG. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate perks for console and PC. You get a Chapter 1 pass for Spellbreak. You get some World of Warships stuff and some World of Tanks stuff. And there are Game Pass quests for Dead by Daylight. 
Uh, leaving January 15th, leaving Game Pass, that is, is FTL Faster Than Light, My Friend Pedro, Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet, and Tekken 7. So get in your My Friend Pedro and your Tekken 7 while it's I, available. I prefer to get my Sword Art Online in, but we can do that too. Uh, sir, you have until January 15th on console. I don't know if it's also on PC, and that just means it's going to stay in PC. Who knows? I don't know how that works. Who wants I don't to take know how this? this works. Me neither. I'm seriously questioning my Game Pass Ultimate uh, continued subscription when it comes up in May. Uh, I'm, just I'm, not glad sure. I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I just don't use it. Nothing wrong against it. Not that I hate it. I just don't use it. If I use it, I'll be like, yeah, awesome. keep going. Yeah. I think it's an amazing uh, platform. It's an amazing service, all that kind of stuff. I'm literally playing Halo every time I fire that thing mm-hmm. up, and I've owned that game for five years now so i, I guess just I'm, just, I'm using it for xbox live at this point yeah, that's what my here. service has given me I, like i used to download stuff and just kind of dabble in it to see what it was like all right let's try forza horizon or whatever and i just i haven't done that in months i think all of last year i don't think i downloaded anything off the game pass i think i purchased all those games on game pass when they were like eight bucks last year so i was mm-hmm. like yeah time to buy time to buy the next one will be gears tactics when gears tactics dropped uh drops to cheap Brent, did you ever jump on uh, Game Pass Ultimate on anything? No, and th- and that's really the reason um, I haven't. It's because I mean I've already got such a daunting collection, and Which is for days gone. And that's <laughs> another one of those things. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'd boot up if I booted up Game Pass, I wouldn't know where to start, and I could start just downloading whatever, but I might not get around to playing it. And really, I think if where it really hits is if you've got um, you know, some young kids, they get distracted easy or they want to try this game, that game, mm-hmm. rather than having to buy them everything that comes out. It's probably easier just to get that subscri- subscription. Or, you know, if you're a high school kid, college kid, it's probably easier to, to have that subscription. You're not buying games all the time. You you yep. can play, play the games while you have your extra time. And, you know, go through them, beat them, and then then you're done. And then, you know, the next month rolls around and, hey, you got new games to play. Um, but, I mean, really for for me, for uh, probably for you, and, uh, like, the games I, I, I want to play, I know which games they are. And I've got no problem going out and, you know, buying certain games or whatever games to support the the developers and everything and even if that game sits on my shelf for a while i'm I'm fine with it yeah. i know i'll get to it eventually but it, with game pass it's lord willing it's yeah lord willing that you get to it eventually it's it's just this thing it's like even if i download it can you <laughs> can, i was just that you've downloaded even through after they leave game pass or mm-hmm. no see you get yeah, you you can buy it for ten percent off. I think if you were if you had gotcha. it if you had it under Game Pass. So it's it to me it's like Netflix. It's you know their stuff leaves all the time, and it's like well I was gonna watch that. I saw it on there you know a few days ago, and then oh well I guess that was one of the things that left. Oh well well yeah I'll have to find it somewhere else. You know it's just one of those. I just I, it's it's finding the time. I exclusively watch uh, only anime on my Netflix, so I have other people watching Netflix for the other stuff. So my my purchase is, is fully uh, verified and worth it. 
afterwards. I like the I like the college kid analogy brand. I think that works for people and people who that is their only platform. If you only yeah. had an Xbox and that that was the ecosystem you were in, that's a no brainer. And and people new to that ecosystem, friend of the show Jeremy, I got him on uh, kind of onto the Xbox platform playing Halo with us every weekend. And he got Game Pass as part of that, so then he just tries out all kind of random stuff that's in there that that he's missed out on. He's more of the Call of Duty. Um, uh, what else does he play? Fall Guys and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, just to have that that immediate library like that, where he's not going to be a physical collector, it it definitely works for him. So, it's out there for folks. Uh, the one, the big thing I was so excited about for it is having those uh, first party games. Yep. sitting in there and uh like Cesar and i famously documented on this podcast we took off the day to play gears 5 together and the server was just shit in the bed the whole time like we got our free copy but we never played the game we didn't play the game that whole day right it was the next night when we could play yeah we took like a big giant break and then yeah, yeah we wasted our whole we had all kind of disconnects and weird shit and i don't know I, I, after that i don't think i take days off anymore for games so uh it broke me <laughs> it broke me as well <laughs> i can't think of it I think I, I, well, you know, I'm a fucking liar. I think I took the, no, I was at work for when the PS5 came in. Nope, I didn't. I took the next day off. But, yeah. Uh, I think if I had taken off work waiting for my PS5, <laughs> I'd be, uh, it'd be job abandonment. Oh, man. I At that point, something would have, like, I guess it's not coming in today. I just would have went into work late. I think Brant well, froze on us. Or he's very happy with that PS5 joke. He's very happy with that PS5 joke. Very <laughs> satisfied. He's smug. Thank you, Brent. <laughs> we didn't think any of us were comedians, but uh, you proved us wrong. There we go. Yeah. Finally broke character. Oh. But exactly like like what you said, it's a it's a great service, and it offers a lot. There is a lot offered. There are a lot of perks with getting Game Pass. And I, like we were talking about, it works for some people perfectly. But I know for me, it just it it doesn't fit the mold for for how I play games. What it's going to come down to, I think, when it's time to renew, and I can't remember if I'm May or June, but it's it's definitely before Halo Infinite. We're assuming. Well, no, they said Halo's fall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is when it comes to, and I'm still playing Halo every Saturday night with friends. So what is my cost difference between just Xbox Live to play with my friends and play Halo, and you know, getting Infinite when it comes out? Like, where is that? Is it is it three dollars extra a month? Is it going to be four dollars extra a month? Oh yeah. shit! You're bringing up that Venn diagram. That's what <laughs> I'm talking that about. Down, yeah. Yeah, where the intersects. <laughs> Where is my value? Uh, return on investment. There we go. Because we did that promo. Cesar and I did that promo at E3 like three years ago where it converted every every month that you had of gold out for a dollar. So I haven't paid for gold or ultimate or anything yet. So now that I'm actually like facing the $15 or whatever it is, it's like, do I actually want to keep this? So it's a hell of a... And now I have like double everything. So if I already had a license for like Perfect Dark and Halo and all that kind of stuff, so I have like two tiles across the board on everything. Um, disappearing DSiWare games. This is uh, more evidence for owning physical copies of games. Who wants to take this one? Yeah, it says right here that this is from uh, Nintendo Life that it's reported by uh, D-Listed Games, a handful of the missing tiles. Well, uh, they got some DSiWare games that disappeared. I kind of jumped ahead here. It's an update. So, uh, what was it, January 4th? That's when it started. It's like yeah. overnight. They just, uh, it's like 250 games, I believe, right? Apparently over 250 games were removed. And, oh, yeah. Uh, some of them were pretty good, like Shantae's Risky Revenge and Asphalt 4 and 
Oda, Oda Climber, not the Ada Ada from uh, Jojo Bizarre Adventure. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Mario Express, Mr. Driller, Drill 2 Drop, and many more. Uh, those were removed off the DSI where games from the, I guess, from the eShop. Yeah, the 3DS uh, eShop, I believe. And then all of a sudden, I think then some of them were slowly starting to come back, and not all of them. I think it was like a two handfuls of them, like 101 Mini Golf, Crazy Golf, Little Red Riding Hood, Zombie BBQ, which I, <laughs> I have a physical copy of that one, believe it or not. It's a, it's a top-down, uh, like a shoot-em-up. You're going to, it's a vertical one. It's pretty good. That actually sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, but you do it as a little word running hood, and you're like murdering like everybody in the force. Um, my uh, <laughs> that's the way I remember the tale going. <laughs> uh, my my diary, uh, Plants vs Zombies, Shantae's Risky Revenge, which is another good one. But I think we got it on every console now, right? I think it's a yeah. PS4, Xbox, and Switch Limit- now. Limited Run has the physical release of it, but yeah, they've done it digitally other places. So spot the difference telegraph crosswords when i think of uh dsi i think of crosswords uh also telegraph Sudoku and kakuro and xenonia and then zoo frenzy i love me some fucking zoo frenzy i gotta look it up and find out what i just proclaim my love to first okay i actually played the shit out of xenonia on uh ipod touch that was one of my first ipod touch games it's rpg right yeah they marketed it like uh secret of mana so i play i played the shit out of it yeah they're already on the fifth one holy shit What are you looking up, Zoo Frenzy? Uh, I know I already, I already proclaimed my love for Zoo Frenzy. I don't know what it oh. is, but it's oh, wow. too late. Yeah, I'm there for it. Our number one, you're our number one Zoo Frenzy expert on staff. I, I am the correspondent. Are you clamoring for Zoo Frenzy 2 at every Nintendo Direct? Uh, I'm throwing <laughs> that out there with uh, that and Mother 3. I won't shut the fuck up. Uh, it, looks like, it looks like a reject version of uh, Harvest Moon mixed with... Uh, Diner Dash. What was the zoo game that launched with DS? Do you remember that? Ended up being kind of a sleeper hit. The all right, the cover. There was a Hitler-esque looking character on the cover. I'm not gonna. I'm just <laughs> what? Saying, what? I'm just saying. Hitler Zoo. What? It came that out. Does not, I, I am not looking that up. No, Brent, that can't be a podcast nope. title. It's a good one. No, but it can't be. Right. no, hell no. I will not be part of this. I will log off. Zygage. Nope. Stop it. <laughs> That brings German me back zoo. to uh, no brings me back to you. no zoo for you, no zoo for you. That brings me back to one of the Dragon Ball Z movies where uh, Gotenks was fighting Hitler. Oh my God, is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, it really happened. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "Look at this idiot over here." They're making fun of him. <laughs> then they blast him with the um with their key. All right, there was uh, that, there was that Sega kissing game for DS. You sure it's not Zoo type Zoo Zookeeper. All right, everyone now, look up the title. Look up the uh, oh, cover right. art for Zookeeper for Nintendo DS. This is what I would look at on the shelves in my store. All right, don't just look up images of Zookeeper. <laughs> it goes so well. I'm typing Nintendo DS Zookeeper. This is what I would look at on the shelves. What in the world is this? You don't remember this? Sensor has a copy. You want to go get it, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I mean, I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very suspicious. Uh... And it's one of those just line up the uh, 
line up the the colored yeah. shape. I think it was like a match three. Or, yeah. Pokemon Matching games. games. And he's, I mean, he's even doing the little salute. That's, I mean. Yeah, it's not good. That's pretty, um, I don't know. That's, I'm that fearless. was a uh, poor art direction on that cover. I'm yeah. fairly certain I have that one. Just don't know where. Uh, yeah, literally it's going to be me sitting here staring. I'm, I can see the fucking the Little Red Riding Hood Barbecue Physical Edition one I'm looking at right now. All right, uh, Feel the Magic XYXX was the Kiss and Sega game that I was thinking of. Yeah, DS had a, a good-ass launch, man. Rubber Rabbits was what, the other one, right? Rayman. That was like the pseudo-sequel, right, Rubber Rabbits? Yeah, yeah, that was a, a follow-up, yep. Oh, I just remember in this era, people were hyping the PSP so much, and it's going to oh. be a... DS is going to be garbage and all this stuff, and they would compare the Spider-Man 2. Like, that was what they plopped out for both of them, and it's just, like, no comparison. But they ended up, you know, obviously they ended up being two totally different machines. All right, no zoo for you might be it. Uh, I think the the other thing was that it was it was odd. Uh, people speculated this might have been a some kind of glitch um, because these titles were still available, like, in Europe. And like Cesar said, some of them came back to the eShop, but I mean, there's there's still a huge chunk of them that are not here. I know along with this, I heard today that um, later this year, Nintendo will be removing support for Netflix uh, from the 3DS and Wii U, which I don't know who's still using I can Netflix finally retire my uh, Wii U now. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I guess it wouldn't be that big of an issue if they actually had Netflix on the Switch. But I get that. Yeah. So, and you remember, Rich, I sent you that little uh, that link where I had all my play games from that, that time tracker I had for the year? Mm-hmm. So, uh, apparently, there's a uh, separate tab in there. I have to show you to you later where it shows, like, everything I've ever played on PlayStation. And it's, like, fucking uh, the fucking uh, system settings uh, for my <laughs> PlayStation. So I looked at it. I went to the right tab. My number one play thing is 400 hours on Netflix. That was my number one play thing ever on PlayStation. Hours. 409 hours. Because it, it recorded the first time I played it was in 2013. Game so, of the uh, year. Until now. Yep. That's my, number, that's my number one play game on the PlayStation platforms. Netflix. Did you all use... Um, do you remember the discs for PS3 that you had to pop in to get I the still, Netflix streaming? I still have mine. You still I have yours? remember those. Mm-hmm. Yep. When the when the app was exclusive to Xbox. Yep. All right. Uh, I guess the lesson behind that is buy physical when you can, when it's when you're able to, because you never know when yeah. your digital ones are just going to be removed. All right. Next up, Cesar, uh, you want to take this one? Microsoft is asking Xbox owners if they would like PS5 DualSense features on Series X and S controllers from Absolute. Video Absolute. Game Chronicle. Absolutely not. Because uh, they were already technically in the Xbox controllers, yeah. <laughs> they just didn't tout them or actually do anything with it. Yeah, I think all it's like you said. That's all it is. They sent out like a survey, and they were asking if any of the features they had on the PlayStation controller, which is the the vibration and the adaptive triggers, was something they want to implement on an Xbox controller. And somehow that turned into a whole thing on Twitter about uh, rechargeable batteries. Uh, and then the Duracell. Oh, that was a good. That was a good story. We should have put that in there too. Did you and see yeah. that, Brent? And then yeah, they're still having some kind of deal with Microsoft. Microsoft's like, we don't know what we're talking about. We just want people to have choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cannot confirm or deny, but we just want people to have a choice. Yep. So it was, uh, I think it was Kotaku did a, did a deep dive and they, they didn't get any confirmation from Microsoft, did they? Or they got the, 
they got the we want they, people to have choice they, story. They got yeah, they got the scoop got I think from, from like Duracell. Duracell UK. Yeah, it wasn't even Duracell America, it was the UK uh, Duracell, I think. Oh, we're just going to discount the British batteries now. <laughs> we're going to Brexit our batteries. No, cuz I'm sure Duracell USA is like, yeah, we don't fuck up in uh, in all stores like that. That's part of there. Somebody someone's like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, we got we got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently the the overarching bit of the story was that uh, Microsoft has a deal with Duracell to ship every Xbox with Duracell batteries and thus keep the AA, I guess keep the battery alive. What else do we put yeah. uh, batteries into? We remotes. Uh, to keep the battery alive for uh, rechargeable batteries. You can get, you know, external rechargeable batteries. And I think they still, did they still call that thing the play and charge kit? Whatever the equivalency mm-hmm. of it is. Whatever the new version. I remember selling yeah. the shit out of those for 360. Like we couldn't even keep them in stock. I, I just know it's like you said the generic uh, response from Microsoft is like, hey, we offer multiple ways for people to play on the controllers. Yeah. I think through the USB cable directly to the console and yeah. batteries and rechargeable batteries and you know playing kits. We just like have to have options, which is fine. Does anybody have a hang up on like controller preference or anything as far as that goes? No, no. I, I don't really. know. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm I'm loving the fucking PS5 controller though. Yeah. I, like, I went back to the PS3 one. It's like damn, this thing. Is just, uh, the PS5 one really fits in my hand pretty well. Yeah. PS3 one, I'm like, I, I wish I could just plug my PS5 controller to <laughs> PS3. Why won't you, you can. work? You can. You can plug it uh, in. Yeah, no wireless get, support. Yeah, I don't get vibration, though. So. Yeah, that's true. And no home button. You're stuck eternally playing whatever yeah. that is. It'll be a dedicated uh, Resistance 2 machine. I have to sit there and just swap out <laughs> PS3 controllers and PS5. <laughs> but I, I know somebody that specifically said the, you know, they haven't upgraded yet, but they said if they're they've been Xbox for a while. And they've already told me if if they're gonna get a next gen console, they'll probably go back to back toward PlayStation because they used to have a PlayStation a while ago. But they said they're and and one of the one of the reasons is they're they're tired of of batteries. They're tired of it's it's a hassle for them, and I could I could see that. I I've died many times playing online with Richard with fucking batteries going out. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and then like I gotta find double A somewhere. I didn't have a set. On me, just in case this. I knew this was going to happen, but I wasn't. I was in denial the whole time. I didn't have a set ready for me, you know. It's that scramble because nothing's consistent. Sometimes you get the battery <laughs> warning and you get like six hours, and then sometimes it's like five minutes. Yeah. You're like, "Fuck! I thought I was good. You just now warned me." No, I've and gotten I to where I think I brought it up on the last podcast, but I've gotten to where I've if if it doesn't support a rechargeable thing or a dock of something that I can slide it into. Like my Xbox One controllers, I've bought the little rechargeable ones that just sit on a dock. So, like last weekend, Dale and I were playing here, and uh, I just popped one of those off and handed it to him, and it made it through a whole session. And then you just, you know, you put it back on there afterwards and forget all about it. So, it is good to have choice. Bray, you what were a, you going to say? You have a contingency plan. That's why I don't. I'm just mm-hmm. fucking chaos wherever I play games. So, <laughs> dude, I'm. You know me. You know I'm chaos. I've tried to get a plan together. I'm. I'm working hard at I, organizing my stuff. I got like a. I pulled out my PS3, and I got a fucking like extended USB cable for my dead ass battery, and it's plugged in there. And I'm like, "This is how I have to play because I try plugging it into a, like a regular USB thing and it won't charge. It only charges in my fucking PS3. How to find a fucking extension cable? Console so exclusive. Play and charge it. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, whatever, man. You know. All right. Did we all put the triggers on the back of our PS3 controller so it's not a monstrosity? Yeah. Did everybody everybody yeah. put the little trigger Center. attachments on there? I just ordered two more. <laughs> Those things are amazing. 
I love them. Oh. All right. Holy shit. We're 30 minutes in. Let's wrap up news. Snooze news. Oh, no. I that is it. it. It's our, That's it's it. our 2021 list. Yeah. The video is bad or in a format that cannot be played on your browser. It? it was just some anime game. That's no fine. offense, guys. I probably own it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some I'll, anime I'll, game. I'll, I'm waiting for Richard to say some anime game that uh, Sister Farley owns or has pre-ordered. I didn't see any panties. I didn't see any panties. In the video. <laughs> I was gonna say, does it look questionable? <laughs> no, uh, I, only, I only play questionable games. It's like it's like uh, Renee. Renee told me he said he can hear me outside uh, the room here because I'm laughing because I'm sitting here like uh, I'm playing that uh, uh, Trolls of Cold Steel four, and so you can romance the the girls in there, and I'm laughing like I got all these flags. I'm sending them all off. I'm dating all these girls. Renee's like, you alright, man, in there? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, stop judging me. Just let me do my thing. Let me enjoy my game. The video game. I swear. <laughs> All right, so now we're on to our. Uh, this list is actually brought to us by Game Informer. I like how Grand Theft Auto Five's on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on there every generation. <laughs> when did it originally? The game won't die, right? I, I I bought. I think the only version I played was the 2013 version, and then I never. I was so excited for that rematch. You remember when they announced oh, it? You got pumped in the theater. You like? I was like, yeah. Just... And the other guy behind was like, yeah. I was like, and I I bought I it. Didn't and never even know played what it was. It. <laughs> I'm more excited to play now that I, I just skipped the whole PS4 version generation. I'm ready to jump back in PS5. I skip the gen. So. I'll play it. I've only ever played those first like. The game was so fucking good. Heist it game. Good. You know, it's a fucking heist, man. I love that shit. You know how I feel about heist. I met heist all makes three everything characters. better. I met all three characters and I was like, all right, I'm done with this for some <laughs> reason. You got uh, the party. You got the party together for whatever uh, Rockstar Final Fantasy that was, and you're like, I don't want to finish this game anymore. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> we all got we all got in the car for the road trip, and I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> We all started eating cup noodle. Uh, January's games. This is a pretty comprehensive list from Game Informer. We're only 30 minutes in. I only played my usual game, so I don't have a deep dive. Cesar, you warned me about a deep dive. Are you going to stick with it for your games played? Uh, mine's I say it's a deep dive, but it's going to be legit. Very short. Okay. Brant, did you play a shit ton of games? Uh, I played a few. What, See, I was... 1-2 skip a few, 99-100. What are we doing here? 1-2 switch? I was gonna. I was just gonna. I need use to buy this. that. I keep seeing that for like twenty nine. I was like, is that the buy price? Ooh. We need to get it because it's gonna vanish. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's coming hard. I'm like, I said that we joked about it, and I think who had it for twenty nine? Somebody had it like super cheap, and I was like, Arr. they threw it out there for <laughs> holidays, and I was like, Arr. that was your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> See, this, this is <laughs> I, I fear switch. Make them say, na 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 na. Yeah. <laughs> All right, three three listeners. This is what you're here for. This is the content you came for. <laughs> we're we're all here. We're already here. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! We made we made our biggest fan part of the show. That's where we fucked up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I fucking got the No Limit song stuck in my head. It made me say, "Oh." All right. So I think we can do a pretty good deep dive on this because um, Game Informer did a good job. Yeah. Until, uh, uh, for now, until all this shit gets pushed back. Right, yeah. and it gets delayed like hell. Uh, let's just run through the months and then kind of pick out maybe our the ones we're most interested in for that month. And then, Cesar, if you know any of your offshoot ones or a brand, you have any um, sealed Atlas PS1 uh, racing games that are going to get re-released <laughs> that you want to bring up. Uh, January. January starts off with a bang. We've got Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues on PC, Iron Conflict on PC, uh, MXGP 2020, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition, which got a news update today. Hitman 3, that's a big one. Ride 4, 
I didn't play Ride 1 through 3. Cyber Shadow, Stronghold Warlords, Olegia, The Medium, which is that uh, survival horror-esque looking Xbox series title, and the Yakuza Remastered Collection is coming to Xbox One and PC. Pretty good month for uh, January. Actually, this is like the worst list ever. It excludes every game that I'll be playing this month. <laughs> doesn't have ReZero. doesn't have Altier Riza 2. You can include whatever you want. That's what the whole goal was, Cesar. Uh, it's everybody but me. Thank you. All right. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World was announced today. Uh, limited runs going to have physical copies for, was it Switch and PS4? Yes, yes, that is correct. And then they said uh, Xbox later on down the line. Good. They Good are point. not going to, I guess because I think Xbox requires a certain amount. So I think they're just putting the amount in. They're not doing open pre-orders. But the first two, the PS, I, my mind blinked out there. The PS, the PlayStation one and the Switch ones are open pre-orders, correct? For six yes. weeks. Yeah. For six weeks. Okay. So no crazy rapid scramble bullshit. Uh, I think the biggest game of the month, it seems like, would be Hitman 3. Um, and you're going to be able to bring all of your Hitman 1 and 2 content into Hitman 3, which I thought was really fucking cool. I love when, when uh, studios do that with their titles. Not It doesn't happen often. Uh, the Medium is a big one as well. Is that going to be out on Game Pass? Uh, it is on Game Pass, but don't forget the they did uh, guys work for the Hitman Complete Collection. I think they said they got it to under 100 gigs for all three that games. Is, that is God's work. That is truly <laughs> God's work. All three games, PS5, Next Gen, is uh, under 100 gigs. That's awesome. Uh, the Medium, is that only series yes. game? Uh, no yes. Xbox One? Unless unless we find that uh, when they did the announcement in 2012, when it was supposed to come out on uh, PS3, 360, and Wii U One. If you can find it that begins. one somewhere. It then, begins. Uh, we'll this one. is the fragmentation. This is the new 3DS all over again. Yeah, uh, they did that whole article where they talked about that the reason why it's exclusive to the new ones is because it's the only way the game could be made. They were trying to get this game made since uh, two generations ago, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's just the the messaging. It's it's more the messaging. The game looks awesome. I'm not going to knock the studio, the game, their publishing deal, anything like that. It's just when it was announced, you know, we were kind of misled as far as I was firmly in the camp of I don't need this new Xbox for the first two years or so. Because all these games coming to Game Pass that they announced that were going to be across both, so that's I mean, just, just small bullshit. Just see if your PC can play it. I bet it would. Yeah. You'd be all right. Low settings, medium settings. Yeah. Uh, February, you get the next gen version of Control, Werewolf: The Apocalypse, Earthblood, <laughs> Neo Two: The Complete Edition, Neo Two Remaster on ps5 neo remaster on ps5 the neo collection on ps5 is like five neo games <laughs> game informers really padding out february here they're separating mm-hmm. all those uh you're going to be covered in neo skews essentially uh the little nightmares 2 super mario world 3d world plus super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury on february 12th that's a big switch title persona 5 uh strikers the soccer persona game on february 23rd ghost and goblins resurrection on switch on february 25th I looked at some more videos of that. It doesn't look that great to me. I don't know about you guys. That art style is kind of funky. It, yeah, it might be weird. I think I think the, the exclusivity on that is like three months. I think it's supposed to come on and everything else in July. I may just wait. And just, and wait I, I definitely want to see what reviewers say as far as performance and things I like got that. A, I got a feeling it's going to be fine, and I think it's going to get better as it gets patched out. It's going to be one of those yep. weird ones. 
Uh, Riders Republic, I don't know what that is. Bravely Default 2, which has a new demo, if I remember right. And Retromania Wrestling on February 26th. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. (laughs) SummerSlam on Super Nintendo was fired up. I'll be Doink the Clown. Let's go! That's an obscure reference that's lost to me. (laughs) Even you? Come on, man. What do you say? Doink the Clown? Doink the Clown. Yep. Dude, me and you had a blast with NES Wrestling, so I'm actually down for this. (laughs) This is like, it's like the fucking Super Nintendo one. Yeah, it's... I, I'm I'm willing to spend however much money it costs for me to own this game. All right, Southstar, do you have any obscure February games? Um, I think this month was a good month. I think I, I will probably end up with Persona. Um, I do not have to buy Neo because all those are free upgrades, um, mm-hmm. which is a plus for me. I'll, I'll finally finally go through those. Uh, Bravely Default is on there. I can't. Uh, I think the only obscure one that's that is not listed on here that I will own in February will be Ease Nine. That's it. Mm. That comes out February twelfth. Yeah. I played the demo on that, and the demo was pretty fucking good. The demo's good? It's pretty fucking good. It only gives you 10 minutes or until you beat the end of the level. And uh, after minutes. after uh, some wonkiness with the camera, like, I don't remember being this stiff in Ease 8, and then I fired up Ease 8, and I was like, okay, maybe it was. Because uh, it's been so fucking long since I played Ease 8, but yeah. uh, Ease 9 was... I'm super fucking excited for that one. You were deep into Ease 8. I remember that on the podcast. Oh, Ease 8's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I never loved the Ease game until I played Ease 8, and then I was like, I gotta own them all now. I got pretty far into one of the PS2 ones back in the day. Uh, nope. E-Cinco, I think that's the one I'm, uh, I was looking at last. Arc of, Arc of Nepishtim or something like that. Yeah, it was published by the the Konami when Konami was doing stuff. Because mm-hmm. it came with the soundtrack CD and all kinds of stuff. Man, I wish Konami would come back. I miss good Konami. Uh, March, Harvest Moon One World, Yakuza Like a Dragon for PS5. Prince of Persia Sands of Time Remake on uh, last-gen with a free next-gen upgrade. Returnal for PS5. That game looks awesome. Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town. Uh, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life for Xbox One and PC. Balan Wonderworld, which has uh, gone up all of our radars, I believe, mm-hmm. here recently. It Takes Two, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which also got a demo here recently. Terminator Resistance Enhanced. Maybe this game will be $900 on PS5. And Drifters. I don't even know what that is. I'm definitely uh, intrigued by Balan Wonderworld. Everything we see of that just looks uh, fantastical, you know? Yeah. I think Balan and Returnal are probably the big games for that. that Returnal month. looks like my cup of tea. I'm kind of scared of that one. that one. That one might have to be a pretty quick purchase. Yeah. Yeah, Returnal, um, I... I... Is this the date that Prince of Persia got delayed to, or was it originally, was this, it originally the... March? It was supposed to be January. This is the date it got uh, delayed to. And have we seen an update on like how it looks now? Because they they said they were going to take some feedback. They haven't Nothing shown yet. anything else. Yeah, I'm I not good, on this one, gents. I got a good feeling it's going to be kicked down the road. For me, um, I got my Yakuza Like a Dragon. We'll finally get the PS5 version that month. Mm-hmm. And Saviors of Sapphire Wings and Strangers uh, Sword City for the Nintendo Switch comes out. So I'll probably pick that up. Uh, Legend of Heroes, Charles of Cold Steel 4 comes out for the Switch. I might go through that again. And we know uh, another thing y'all are talking about delays. We know this this list is going to get fucked up when there's a Nintendo Direct and they're just like, alright, yeah. here's a big-ass game or next month you'll get a, a new Zelda puzzle game or some crazy shit, you know? But I think the most exciting thing I want in that month is supposed to be a Disco Elysium. It's supposed to be coming to consoles. Oh yeah, the next-gen one. The uh, complete Final Cut. I might give that a go too. People, every everybody that I follow, 
whose taste is like mine, they love Disco Elysium. So mm-hmm. that might be a, a have and to do. Elysium was not that bad of a movie either. Matt Damon did a pretty good job. <laughs> uh, in April, all we have is Outriders, uh, Humankind, and Near Replicant version. Not reading all those numbers. And didn't Outriders just get delayed? It got delayed out it, there. Yeah. But it did get a uh, demo. Yep. It was supposed to be in February, like, right? It got delayed to April, and that's what happened. Yeah. 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 These are going to start getting pushed out. And these uh, this list gets uh, slimmer and slimmer as we go. I think for uh, me, it's going to be Guilty Gear Strive and then Poison Control. For March, or for April, I mean. April, yeah. May's big games are Seirai the Beginning for PC and Deathloop on PS5. Uh, nothing for me. No. Yeah, I've gotten more and more <laughs> uninterested in Deathloop the more I see. Yeah. Uh, Back for Blood is what I'm excited for. So. Oh God, are we all gonna play Back for Blood? I am 100 percent Back for Blood date. Yes, please, <laughs> let's all play. <laughs> I, I'm I'm playing. I don't know if y'all are there. Hopefully y'all are there with me in the room. Uh, but I'm there. So let's I'm do super it. Excited. Make a party. Yeah. Make a party. We're all hey, we're all hanging out the ledge, screaming at each other like save me. Some tank knocks somebody off. Oh, what, what a good memory. And then there's a bunch of to be announced. I know some of them you've said in here. As oh, well, she would like to run down a, those. Oh God! <laughs> Some there's of them. A lot. There's highlights. A lot. Uh, let's see. Biomutant. Remember that game? Was this uh, 12, 12 minutes? Uh, Alba, Wildlife Adventure, Alex, Alex Kid. Kid. Oh, that's Alex that's your favorite. I know you're suck. waiting for that one. They suck. Uh, Apex Legends is coming to Switch. I don't think I remember that. Yeah, they were supposed to come out last oh, year. Oh yeah. They back. Yep. Axiom Verge um, 2. Origami 2. Dust Falls. Axiom Verge. Let's see. I'm trying to look for some some of these bigger titles. Braid Anniversary Edition. I never played the first Braid, so I might be down for that one. Oh, uh, they they do have some iOS titles and Android titles, like Crash <laughs> Bandicoot on the run. And Commander Keen. So that's yeah, our Commander game of the Keen. Year. I thought they keep uh, pushing that back until they eventually cancel it. Uh, and of course, Cyberpunk uh, 2077 for, <laughs> for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, and Chris S. Sales is on here, the RPG. Uh, Dirt 5 is coming to Stadia, I guess. Yeah. Destiny 2 expansions. I actually showed off uh, Destiny 2 on Stadia to someone who was curious about it. They they liked the instant the instantaneousness of uh, Stadia. Uh, for Far Cry Six, that'll be that'll be a pretty good title. <laughs> Elden Ring, Elden Ring, uh, uh, Gran Turismo, um, Six, Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ghostwire Tokyo looks good. Gotham Knights, Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Hello Neighbor Two. I know that Hello Neighbor is like a big franchise somehow. Yeah, Hollow Knight Silk Song. I'm looking. Looking forward to that one. I <laughs> really am. to beat that game this year. Uh, I will. Mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West. Keep going, Brant. There's a there's a gem in there. Keep going, Brant. <laughs> uh, I want to know what this uh, I Am Jesus Christ for PC is. <laughs> is this a sequel to Jesus Christ Superstar? Is this a prequel? Like, what does this pertain? Is this really Jesus Christ? I have to know. Uh, you need to know? I, I need to know. Uh, Kerbal Space Program, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, which I know we're all pretty excited about for PS5. League of Legos, Wild Rift for phones. Uh, 
Madden NFL 22 made the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was surprised. I didn't think that was going to happen that year. So this year, so. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. <laughs> Marvel Future Revolution, as well as Marvel's Avengers for the next series consoles. Oddworld, if we ever get a date for that. Uh, Panzer yeah. Dragoon VR is on here. I oh, think they yeah. just updated that, saying it was delayed. Uh, yeah. Phantom Breaker. I'm so fucking excited for Phantom Breaker. Oh, no more, no more Heroes Three. Day one, definitely. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That keeps getting rumored for February. Have y'all seen that? I heard something about it the other day, but I don't think that's been confirmed. Fantasy Star Online Two is getting an expansion. Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I think that's our most. Mm. Is that everybody's most anticipated title? It's Ratchet and Clank. For now. Yeah. <laughs> Raw man for me <laughs> The food are actually just uh, the other way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the food. Resident Evil Village is on here. Uh, Recompile. I seem to remember something about that. Saga Sage Frontier Remastered. Samurai Showdown for next gen. Scorn, the uh, Geiger penis game. Shimagami Tensei 5. There's Legends of uh, Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4 for uh, for Switch and PC, like uh, Cesar was saying earlier. That's what he said he's going to play. Lord of the Rings Gollum. It's exciting. That way I can own multiple copies of fucking Trails Cold Steel. It's all I need. Cesar, did you play Stanley Parable? Uh, I have it on PC. I exclusively waited for the PS4 version because I think it was coming to VR. And I was like, I'll wait. You haven't and played it. Oh, it, was, it uh, hasn't come out yet. Crow, crows, crows. It was uh, Papers, Please. That's what I was getting confused with. Ooh. I know you dove into Papers, oh, Please. Oh, Papers, Please is pretty fucking good. Yeah. That's a good game. Uh, I bought that physical for Vita. I think that's one of the last Vita games. I have it here War- somewhere. Warhammer 40K Dark Tide. He's Ultimate nine. Fishing <laughs> Simulator 2. That That's going to be the game of the year right there. All right, not going to lie, I've been pricing the Dreamcast fishing controller because I have both of the, uh, or I have two of the three fishing games on Dreamcast. Nice. And I never got the, the Dream. It's actually pretty expensive now. Well, it's not super expensive. It's just higher than I'm wanting to spend for a yeah. Dreamcast fishing controller. I say it only works for one thing, but you can play everything with it. So, Oh, and God of War Ragnarok. I don't think we said that either. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll hold my breath on that one. That's yeah, not coming this year. Is God of War in that instant collection? I think so. Oh, speaking of which, remember we talked a couple episodes back about people getting banned for selling their instant collection with the sign-in? I did it with a friend of the show, and there's been no repercussions yet, so fingers crossed. (laughs) And again, Cesar warned you against. You've said it live in an episode. Okay, send, send it to me. I'll put the letter up right here. It'll be right here. It'll be my claim to fame. I'll give up my trophies. That's all I'll be out. Yeah. Like you said before, you'll be faming that PS5. You'll be uh, you'll be out <laughs> hanging it on the wall. You you can never play the full version of Cyberpunk 2077 unless they put it on disc. <laughs> I'll play it on Stadia. I'll get them back. No, he uh, he really wanted Crash Bandicoot, so that was kind of a no-brainer that it was in yeah. there. So, and I already made him spend five hundred dollars on a Series X, so and a commitment to Halo every Saturday. So I didn't feel too bad. Brant's frozen again while he, while he's playing with his hair <laughs> or scratching. <laughs> Brant, you win the you win the award for suspect Wi-Fi tonight. Don't say anything if you ah, I got nothing. 
Listener. want this podcast to be over. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, what do you think your game of the year 2021 is going to be? Say nothing if it's uh, <laughs> Animal Cyber Crossing Punk. Update 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brent, the freezes are great, man. You're killing me. <laughs> um, killing you with love. Yeah. Killing me, Smalls. You're killing oh, me. Is. All right, uh, games played. You are good. 2021, we, we've got it in the wraps. We, are, we already know everything is coming out. We shook our crystal ball. Our most anticipated uh, co-game is Left 4 Dead 3. And <laughs> I don't even know what the actual... Back for Blood. Back for Back Blood. Blood. Oh, God. I'm so fucking... I was like, man, well, I wish it was June now. I looked on the counters. Man, I wish it was June now. Oh, somebody, you know, one of the threads we follow on Twitter, somebody had put up that it was available for sale, and I saw it pop up, and I was like, oh, God, I thought it was sooner than that. I, I say that, and then it's going to be hot as balls outside. I'm like, I wish it wasn't June anymore. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Why can't it be January, and I was wishing for this game again, and I was comfortable? Uh, I just need to live in a climate that uh, I can be constantly cold. It's cold down here, man. We have three floors now, so it's like the middle floor stays fine. But if you don't want to like broil the other two floors, so I just wear a sweatshirt on either one. It looks like you guys are sweatshirted up too. Yeah, because I can fucking put on clothes. It's like I sit yeah. there, I can't. I sit yeah. there, can't talk to you guys in my boxers when it's fucking hot in the middle of the and summer. You can't yeah. cool off, and that, it breaks my clothes are required rule. So that is a requirement. It's on our Twitch stream rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just have to jump in the shower, take a cold shower before your podcast. Hope that lasts. Our first uh, Twitch emote when we become affiliates is just you with no clothes, just laying back. Oh, just in no. boxers. Yeah, just boxers. Ply the boxers. No, the no clothes, that's our. With, uh, with a fan. Giant fan. <laughs> I'm fanning myself. <laughs> or me and Brant have, like, palm fronds. Yeah. <laughs> fanning, you. fanning you off. <laughs> uh, all right, games played. Let's get to it. Uh, got in some Halo. <laughs> uh, so we, we've gotten, we've actually gotten into a thing and we beat, we started Halo 3 a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if I mentioned this bit on the podcast, but we were getting in a rut on multiplayer. It was the same four of us and it was just like, ah, we're not feeling this. So we actually fired up Halo 3 campaign just to do something different. We played it on Legendary and over the course of uh, two sessions over two weekends, we beat the Halo 3 campaign. So <laughs> We fucked around and beat it on Legendary, all four of us. Uh, the difficulty is way less on Legendary uh, with four people. Let me let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah, starts have... firing up single player. Yeah, I can so, do this, man. Fuck Richard, man. Yeah. <laughs> Russell and I had tried. Russell and I did the same thing. It's been a couple weeks, but we were playing Halo 2 Anniversary. And, you know, the Halo multiplayer thing in the campaign is usually if somebody dies, you the other person backs out of the conflict or whatever, and then the other person spawns in with them. Uh, it did not do that on Legendary on Halo 2. So if one person died throughout the campaign, you just both started back at the checkpoint. So we were kind of expecting that with Halo 3 when we fired it up, and it it let us spawn back, you know, whatever, whoever dropped out or died. So, But it was that was a lot of fun. That campaign still holds up, man, the Warhog run at the end. Cesar actually has beat Halo 3, so... I haven't beat Halo 1 still. You remember, you remember the end of that. <laughs> uh, and then we fired up Reach. So we started the Reach campaign. Um, gameplay is pretty good. I don't really know the characters or story yet. Like we all know, what was uh, what was the game that came out that we all kind of know how it ends? That we were joking about is like Reach. <laughs> so that's how we made this joke. Uh, it wasn't Final Fantasy Seven. No, we were talking about like uh, what the um, the Breath of the Wild one, Age of Calamity. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Age of Calamity. 
it's like okay we don't have this game in yeah uh Re- reach so, is like that too yeah yeah but yeah, I, you know you know what's gonna happen in a reach none of those yep. fuckers can survive <laughs> so i'm not they haven't really done a great job of uh, explaining the characters or anything and this one of course it adds sprint button and things like that so it's just it's a little different but with four people I mean, I'd play a crappy game with two people, but four people. And this is this is not a crappy game. It's a good game. I'm just not invested in it yet, as Brant reaches for Days Gone. Uh, I talked about it a little bit in the pre-show. I've been struggling with trying to figure out the right CRT I want to set up. It's my own bullshit. Um, I've, I'm pretty heavy on the subreddit CRT Gaming. I don't know if you guys have checked that out. Don't, if you don't want to get like sucked in, sucked into this. So I had uh, put a picture up of a, of a TV that I actually found in the rain by a dumpster a couple months ago. And it was a model that I had actually researched before. So it worked and I hooked it up. And and uh, I was talking to a member on the CRT game and thread and he had some recommended like service menu things to go in and do. So I finally had time. Like I cleared I cleared my day and was like, I'm not doing anything but figuring out what I want to set up here. Um it's a Sony Trinitron. It's a curved tube, and it goes up to S-Video, so it doesn't actually have component input. But everything that I have hooked up to it, I have S-Video for, so that that fits that bill at least. And just a refresher for everybody playing old-school games, the jump from uh, composite to S-Video is drastic, and the jump from S-Video to component is not quite as uh, quite as much of a audio audio video quality leap. Uh, so I went through the service menu on that, and then I just I threw a bunch of stuff at it just to see how it would look. Uh, I played the open mission of Call of Duty Finest Hour on Xbox. I played a couple races of Burnout 3 Takedown on Xbox. Burnout 3 is so fucking good. Let that be the next remaster we get, please. Love me some old school Burnout. Uh, friend of the show, Dale, was over. Uh, he was one of the Halo players with us, and uh, we broke out the guitar. I recently found a guitar for the PS2 Guitar Hero. For some reason, the only Guitar Hero game I have for PS2 is the 80s one. But uh, we quickly looked up a code. God bless the internet. We entered in the all songs and uh, just went to town playing some Guitar Hero. That still holds up. It's a good-ass game. Is that it? Nothing on Switch. Nothing on Xbox but Halo. No Final Fantasy 15 update. I got to get back. I know where the story is going, and uh, it's almost like a hesitation. Like, I just need to jump in the car. <laughs> go t- literally jump in the car and go do it. Um, I got Immortals Phoenix Rising in, and I haven't uh, popped that into update yet. Has anybody played their copy of Mortal Kombat on PS5? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, I kind of want to hear about that, Cesar. If you I'm played late. some of it this past week. I literally was me downloading 90 gigs, and all you can play is training mode, and I never got back after the download finished. Oh, so. That sounds like me. Yeah. yeah. Update I'll, simulator. I was like, oh, let's go do this. That's like when I, uh, I, I downloaded... Randomly, King of, King of Fighters 14 yesterday, and I was like, "All right, time to play this." It's like it's ready to play. I jump in there, it's just practice battle training and mode. training mode. And I'm like, "Oh, I gotta wait for the other 20 gigs." It's like, I guess I'll do this until I get bored. And I was like, "All right, I need to get those. Uh, I need to jump back on PS5 and get those free games. They they just went up like two days after we were talking about it last week." Yeah. Um, hooked up the Dreamcast. I played the opening level of Sonic Adventure, which in my opinion, is all you ever need to play a Sonic Adventure. I don't know that there's anything worth playing after the opening, the whale jumping after you. Because I was playing uh, a little bit after that. I was like, fuck this game. This game's garbage. <laughs> I beat Sonic I, Adventure on the Dreamcast. It's a time it and good. place thing, man. I, I get it. Believe me, I get it. I'm all into retro games, and that, that was definitely a time and place. We'd never had a 3D Sonic before. But after that little on-rails intro mission with the whale tearing up the dock behind you, that game Kill, sucks. The killer whale. Yeah, it was a major 
you know, we've talked a lot about Dreamcast, but uh, it's a major misstep not having a second analog stick, I think, on that on that console. It was just annoying when you had to play Mr. Big, and he has that fucking fishing pole, and he's slow as hell, and you're just like... <laughs> that does not sound like a good time. Sonic Misadventure. Uh, but that's it. That's all I got to touch on. Random shit. I had a tinkering day, as I call them, which I enjoy doing. How does this look? How does this look? I hooked up my laser disc player, watched some Jurassic Park over his video. Hell yeah. Hey, when I got that thing tuned, man, uh, Trinitrons are known for, they call it red push. Like there's too much of uh, the red coloration from the electron gun that, that goes through. And man, he sent me detailed things in the service menu. And and I, I should have mentioned this when I was going over, but er- everybody, if you get into the service menu on your CRT, record the service menu settings before you start tinkering with stuff like just prop up a camera or camera phone something like that camera phone record i use my ipad is what i was getting at yeah camera phone yeah camera phone flip open your phone and take uh you get picture messages but yeah. definitely record your settings so that when you tinker with stuff if you fuck it up that uh, you can go back into it and, and get rid of that so all right i revert the, it back to what it was take out the polaroid take a picture of each setting, because <laughs> mine I scrolled Put through on the everything. bulletin board. Label, <laughs> and then you're like, "What did I mess up?" <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, you're, you're you're sweating like profusely, like, "Oh, I know when I was here." It's like, "Fuck, where did this one come from?" <laughs> <laughs> but man, it looks good. I need to send y'all a couple images, but it, it looks really sharp now. Uh, Huddy forty, I think, is actually in the Georgia area on the CRT gaming thread and helped me out a lot with that one. So, good looking set. But that was all my games played. Who's next? Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I'll go through these um, pretty quick here. Um, did some smash with uh, friends and uh, and family. Um, playing around with Sephiroth. There was one match where we literally just did like four Sephiroths. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was absolute lunacy and bullshit. Who won? <laughs> it was uh, Sephiroth. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Guaranteed uh, which, victory. Co- which color palette Sephiroth was a shirtless Sephiroth or shirted Sephiroth at one? <laughs> well, we we had we we had settled that we we should do like teams. <laughs> it's like basketball, and, right? and we should do shirts basketball. versus skins. <laughs> and then like without we we joked about it and said we were gonna do it, and then one person chose shirtless, and everybody else had a shirt. I'm like, oh well, we didn't. Somebody didn't fucking listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like but it was an episode of the office remember we're not doing that <laughs> <laughs> but it was great it was great um i played a soccer game that w- it was decided we would be shirts and skins i played this with a <laughs> brand the friend of the show charles was playing in this game <laughs> oh man it's probably been 10 years and we both ended up on skins <laughs> we looked at each other like nope <laughs> And there was this one bold dude, God bless him, he was just like, fuck it. <laughs> I was like, nope, not me, not right now. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll can remember, I don't mean to interrupt Brent, I'm sorry. I'll can You're good. No, Thanks, Brent, for branching us off to this. <laughs> yeah, what was it, along came Pauly? Was it one where they got the straight skin and sweat all in his face when it jumped straight yeah. up? <laughs> ben Stiller. <laughs> that slow-mo, like, Ever since, yeah, ever since then, I was like, nope, never doing that ever again. Everybody wears shirts. <laughs> we'll figure <laughs> it out. Required. <laughs> hey, me and Brant's fields, you can hand out these thin uh, construction vests <laughs> with the little one belt oh, thing. <laughs> yeah. Shirts uh, and vests. Let's Holy see. Shit. 
Uh, other than that, um, we finished uh, Sackboy. We finished Sackboy Ooh. Adventure. Uh, the family did. We sat down. Uh, I think we were uh, only... We had to finish the, the area we were on and then go to the next like world map area. And then that was it. We went, we did the, the, the final boss, uh, got, a, uh, got to the end, um, fought Vex, of course, because he's the, he's the end boss. You had to fight him once. And then it's like, oh yeah, you beat him. And then it's like, nope, that's not the end. You gotta go final again. Form. Yeah. That's not my, this isn't even my final form kind of deal. And, uh, so you but, guys were like one chapter away from beating it before. Yeah, yeah, and like I was saying last week, the the difficulty got you know started getting up there. It it's just it's kind of like a Mario game, uh, in that again in that respect where when you get to the end, it gets a little bit more challenging. And of course, like I said, it's sometimes a little bit more challenging even playing with more people, mm. just because of all the the craziness that can go on there. The interference. Uh, I did go back without them and play a few different levels um, because there's there's you know rewards for getting all the collectibles in the level. There's a reward for you know collecting all of these things in the level, and um, there's also uh, something for you know not dying once in the level. So I went through and did a couple of those, and I and I had fun, but I I know. It it was definitely more enjoyable with more people in that game, um, but I don't know how many more trophies and stuff I'll go through and try and get because there's there's some bullshit on some of those trophies. Yeah, there's. I thought there's, you said you were close to it, but my, maybe that was another game. This no, is Sackboy, by the way, so sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I figured. So like th- there there's one just for instance where there's these uh, trials and they're basically just like elaborate races and you've got to run through this almost like an obstacle course and there's a trophy where you have to obtain gold on the level while carrying somebody else so you can boot up second player and just not even have a second player just hold the person and run through the course but the thing is is those courses get exponentially harder as you progress through them and after you've already played through that course once, you can't unlock that trophy. You can't get gold again holding that person if you've already ranked in that stage. That's broken. Before. Yeah. So literally most of the things I saw um, about it were, you know, maybe start up a new game and go to the easiest level and do it and rank that because... Uh, I I looked something up because I I did it and I was like I I didn't get the I didn't get the trophy and then I started looking up and so many people were having that same issue like up oh, trophy didn't pop trophy didn't pop and found that out I was like well that's bullshit I'm not that's annoying um but yeah that usually the... kills it for me if I'm trophy hunting I'm yeah like, yeah I'm not gonna do all that on the subject of trophies I did platinum Miles Morales uh I that's when I... you said you were close to yeah. that's right. I beat it again. Um, I did. What was it? I had. I had to beat it again on New Game Plus, which of course I did. Um, you get the I final. Had, I think you get the final skills after that, right? There's only skills you can get after New Game Plus, right? 
uh, yeah. final skill set in, or something. Like yeah, in New Game Plus, you can is when you're able to unlock those um, skills. But I only had like four trophies left to get. I'm trying to remember what the the other one was. That like hundred hit combo that took a little bit uh, because again, like we were talking about last week, I start getting into a groove and I'm up to like fifty sixty combo, and here's one guy that just all of a sudden just like comes over and shoots me or something. I'm like, damn it, <laughs> restart the scenario. Um, you found a good I, place to spam that though. Yeah, as it were. And anybody else looking to do that, um, I think it's the like the Roxon um, complex that's like the West uh, West complex or something something like that um, is probably one of the easier uh, places to do that in because there's a lot of enemies. Um, but yeah, I think I think all in all, I wound up like with a with a total combo of like 123. Oh. By the time I finally cleared it, cleared it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you destroyed it just like the Final Fantasy X Lightning Dash. <laughs> but man, Fuck that. that that game, I could I could seriously I could play it again and still get as much enjoyment out of it. Damn, it's it's a good game. It's a really really good game. You guys rave about that one. Uh, and then uh, Shantae Seven Sirens. I beat that game. Um. After the first of the year. Uh, I think it was on the second. Um, great game. Great Shantae game. This one. Um, I remember it clearly. You didn't make your game of the year list yet last year. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I couldn't in good faith put it on there to me since I like had just started playing it. Um, but this this one definitely like hits the right spots for me. Like I was talking about last week, I love the the fully animated cutscenes um, that makes it look like a Saturday morning car- cartoon. And um, oh, that style's gorgeous. It'll be, oh my it's gorgeous now. It'll be gorgeous in thirty years. Uh, the humor in all the Shantae games is always just peak, um, and it's just wholesome humor too. It's you know it's something that you could sit and play with your kids around, Richard, and and they probably laugh at it too. Um, there's, I mean, and there's all sorts of off the wall, like references usually to other stuff. Like I know in some of the other games they've had references to star Wars and cartoons and anime and all this other stuff. And this one still has a few of those references peppered throughout. Um, in most of the other shot, well, in all of the other Shantae games, you usually kind of start in a hub world and branch out and do, um, like you'll go to a new area and that's a new level and you, you know, run through, run through that area and that's it. This one kind of takes more of the Metroidvania approach where you start in a central place and branch out and you're, you can always look at the map and you can see the whole entire area that you've covered and you can cool. go to all the places. There's warp rooms that take you to the different areas and things like that. So it is, is very Metroidvania-esque. Um, and of course the backtracking after you've gotten certain power-ups and abilities. Um, it's called it was, Metroidvania because it's a, it's called Metroid because it's a Metroidvania that takes place with Metroid. So it's <laughs> stupid Castlevania bit. It doesn't work for Metroid. <laughs> uh, um, but I, I, I love those games. They're great games. Um, and, and How that many are their total, like I get lost in the. 
Uh, the Shantae lore. Well, they're about five. Shantae's Risky Revenge. Um, Seven Sirens. Pirate's Curse. Pirate's Curse. Something have, booty, have right? Genie Hero. Is a booty one? Um, Seven Sirens. So that's five right there. Is there another? Uh, this could easily be solved if we looked it up online. If we Googled it. Yeah. So while he's yeah while he's googling but yeah, um, great games. Um, and you know, I, Shantae was one of those series I always kind of overlooked, and I never played the original on on Game Boy. I've gone back and and tried to play it. It's a hard game, but it is it's, fun. It's, it's a difficult game on the Game Boy Color. It is. Um, but it is it is very fun, and anybody that you know talks about great Game Boy Color games, that's always one of the. One of the games that's up there as right. literally one of the best. You so ready? The new ones are more what forgiving than the original. Oh, we yeah. Got, we got five of them, so you got it right. So Shantae, okay. Shantae's Risky Revenge, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, Shantae and the Half-Genie Hero, and then Shantae and the Seven Sirens. No booty one that Richard keep asking for booty. <laughs> I thought that was a booty one. I'm on the Ratchet and Clank lore, maybe. Yeah. Sounds Ratchet. Shantae Quest for Booty. So I had it I had it right, uh, and I've, I've played... Through all of the like newer ones, uh, I think Half Genie Hero was was the first one I played, and I branched off from there and had to play every other one. Um, they're they're great, they're great little games. Uh, and then just today, right before the podcast, uh, for about hour and a half, hour and forty minutes, I've booted up um, the Order eighteen six. Yes. Oh. Because it's been a while since I've played that game. I wanted to see how it runs. There was no... It's weird. I installed it on the PS5, and there's there's no patches or anything else that downloaded. There's no extra anything that downloaded for that game. I'm like, there was no, there were no patches. There were the disc no version updates. The game? I guess so. Cool. Because there, there was nothing else that popped into my downloads. 1.0. For it, so crazy that you have the full version on the disc yeah. and that game is is so good i mean i'm not super far into it i'm you know i went through uh did the opening mission um you Go got the, you got those werewolves coming at you the lichens uh and yeah. then started in started into the second mission uh laughed my ass off when the um Oh gosh, what's his name? The French dude. There's this uh, scene where um, you go in with four people, and two people go off on another path, and you guys are going to go this way. And there's a doorway that's like boarded up, and he just goes up to it and like kind of elbows it, and the the boards just like get they turn into sawdust. They go pa, and it's I was like that's fr- that's just hilarious. Just the way, like, he just obliterated the... I'm like, is he the Incredible Hulk? Like, what is... <laughs> like, what is going on? The French Hulk. Le Hulk. Um, but I'll probably have more to say about that as I relive so far. I mean, I haven't really gotten too far back into it, but it just... And this was a, this was a pretty game. early PS4 game. And it's still... Hyped. Oh, and it still holds up so well. It looks good. It runs good. Cesar, you said it was a pretty easy platinum trophy. I don't think I'm far from it. I might, I might follow you, Brent, fire it up and try to get those last it's couple. It's really easy. I, I think most of it was just uh, the hardest part was just finding the, the collectibles. That's mm-hmm. it. 
like finding Sackboy and all that stuff on there, and it's, you just have to remember where to look and grab it. And that's the thing is, I I I did see that. I was like, I you know, I haven't really done much of the trophies in this. This looks like it's relatively easy trophy. No difficulty. Uh, I don't think you can play yeah. on regular difficulty, and it's just. The collectibles, I think, is the hardest part. So if you get a guide and it's like ten of them, it'll tell you yeah. like, all right, don't forget to grab this. Brand, I actually have the guide for it. If you want to, if you want to scope that out on your playthrough, mm-hmm. heck yeah. But yeah, also that's good. nah. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> that's that's uh, all I've been doing this week. I'm I'm kind of, I guess I'm I'm kind of in this vein of I want to you know try and work at a lot of these games and uh, maybe platinum some some more of these games. The one other thing I did do is Monday, um, I sat down with my son and I asked him, I was like, hey, do you want to play uh, Astro uh, Astro's Playroom? It's like, yeah, yeah. And then found out that um, when you start up a new game, you have to delete your save file. Oh. Um, I was like, okay, well, you can either... I was like, we can either set you up a PlayStation account because he he doesn't have one yet. Um, I was like, or you you know what? We'll just go ahead and delete mine. I was like, but you're gonna put it back the way you found it. We're gonna find everything, and I'll help you through it. And you know, having him use all the different features of the of the cool. the Dual Sense, and having him go through and like try and find those. He's like, oh yeah, there's one right here. There's I can see this one. And it's awesome. And you know, just walk. Wait, 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 wait. Turn right here and look. And you know, he's getting stuff. And he he enjoyed that. And having him experience what I experienced, because it's it is so hard to. The most I had done with that was put the the dual sense in his hand and in Katie's hand and have them do that little uh, preview at the beginning, where it you know builds up the controller and then it does the yeah. the, the rocket boosters and then it puts the little bots in the controller and you can shake it around but that that's about as much as they did yeah but having him go through yeah having him go through the whole thing he was blown away with like just the the sand and the wind and you know the ice and he's just every time something different would happen i'd look at him and see his face light up like oh my gosh it was it was better man so cool did he beat it already yeah yeah i mean he beat it monday afternoon i mean we started he could put it literally could put it down I think we only braked for lunch, and then as soon as that, he's like, "I want to. Can we finish it? Can I finish it?" And yeah, we did. That's a good day. Finish the fight. I, I forgot to mention in mine, Brand. I don't know if you're done or not, but uh, Wednesday. It. Yeah, Wednesday when all other things were going on, I had text Brand. I was like, "Play some games with your family. Do something family related, that kind of thing." And uh, we actually ended up playing Crash Bandicoot. The I mentioned it earlier. It should have jogged my memory, but uh, my kids are are into Crash at this point. <laughs> And they're not good, but they will literally, uh, they're playing Crash 2, and it's the first, it's the first, you know, come at you thing where the ball's rolling at you and you have to jump past all the gates and everything. They played it and played it and played it and played it and played it, and every death was hilarious, and they just laughed and laughed, and uh, Crash is really clicking with them. It's a hard-ass game, but they're not really worried about, you know, I got to see it to the end. They're just having fun running from that ball as as it comes at you and, like, you know, flattens crash and pushes him up against the screen and he'll jump off into a cliff and you see his shoes flap in the air and just all the crazy deaths and stuff. Mm. They're digging it. Whoa. 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 (laughs) (laughs) They love it, man. 
Nothing like kids and video games. The biggest they, kid I know that plays video games, Cesar Concepcion. He started in Mount Wright, so then we don't have to worry about them bitching about hitboxes for the rest of their lives. Right. <laughs> now they'll go back to the PS1 one and be like, well, this game is broken. It's not right. <laughs> I can't play this garbage. Bullshit game. Who went back in time and broke this game? It was perfect. And it was in 4K. <laughs> for, uh, for K. For K. Oh, for K. We need a Conquer in Fur K. Or Star Fox Adventures in Fur K. Oh. No, no, no. You might get one with that uh that Nintendo Switch thing. So <laughs> Oh, good times. What have you been playing, Cesar? Uh mine's pretty simple. I mean, I I went back and I, I don't know if I talked about it last week. I know I was towards the very end of Trails and uh, Cold Steel Four and I went ahead and finished it. Um I got you the You did mention this. Uh, I, I finally beat it, and then this was the first game I beat in the new year because I know this was after we did the podcast. That was January first, and then I went back and fucking platinumed it, and I felt empty inside. And going back the second time because <laughs> it's like you know you put you, you put a, it took me 101 hours and I platinum that game, um, and it, like the the only thing I had to do again was to go back and play nightmare mode. It was just the hardest difficulty setting, and then beat the whole game again, which I did. And I was just, I was just in there, just fucking around. I was like, all right, there's a true ending and there's a normal ending. I was like, I'm not gonna go get the true ending because it, it required me to do like all the quests, and then do this one final quest, and then it gives you the ability to get the true ending. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do what I need to do just to get the spot and be done with it. So as as I go through it, I got to the final area. I think it took me ten hours to go through it again. On, uh, I just end up skipping all the story bits. So it's the fucking Metal Gear of uh, Metal Gear of RPGs, but because uh, that's it, it went from ninety hours to ten hours if I skipped all the story bits. I was about uh, to say I heard somebody talking about this and like you're you're super overmatched on like New Game Plus and stuff like that, right? Like you can just almost steamroll it with all the weapons and everything. It, it is like the old school RPGs where you pull up a menu when you load the save file and you pick what you want. So I, I carried over stats, I carried over my book settings because I needed to get a nice. couple more uh, settings for the film, my notebook for some of the characters because you get like little notes about characters that you interact with, yeah. and there you have to do the romance stuff in there. So I had to carry over those uh, the bonding points is what they call, um, which that's the longest part. That took me like four hours. I have to sit there and. You can only choose one girl, so there's like 13 of them. So you have to sit there and redo, repeat, redo, repeat, and not save. And I was like, oh my god, it gets old after a while. So, but uh, because a, a bunch of the conversations are like the same path. I mean, they're all different, they're, and they're all well done. Believe it or not, like each one's catered to that that particular girl, and it's like a different aspect depending on how they interact without the whole series, all four games. And they're well done. I mean, the guy who does this, uh, Toshi Nino, he knows what he's doing, but. Um, so I went through and I, and the only thing I've noticed differently is as I went through the second time is when I got to the final dungeon, I didn't do the fucking mission to get the true ending. I noticed there's like a, like a fucking parallel dimension sitting there. And it's like, I've never seen it before. I was like, what the fuck is that? I don't remember reading about that online. Cause I kind of read ahead about what I need to do. So I walked up to it and it got me to the point where I can fight the, the holy beast of earth. Which gives me the true ending. I was like, oh shit. I didn't have to do all that fucking bullshit to get the true ending. So it took me straight to it. To def- what they call to defy my fate so I-, I went through it i beat the game again and lo and behold i, I was surprised because nobody talked about it online this game just came out so if you beat it for the second time in normal mode there's a secret ending and i was fucking i was blown away i didn't read anything about it at all i was like i this was all new to me i didn't see anybody mention it i just sat there and i watched the secret ending and it was a secret ending after you beat wow. it the second time 
I was like, oh my god! I was like, it, it does with the like the next game. So it's like, uh, you end up meeting um, Ouroboros' Grandmaster, the one that you've been fighting since the first game, like since 2002. She shows up and it drops some like uh, she basically drops some bombs in the series where you get the idea that when you go back to the original ending, and before I get to her, you, when you go back to the original ending, if you get the normal ending, the main character dies. He that's the ending you get. And he tells you, like, I don't He's like, I don't know why we'll see each other again. I, I don't know how, but we'll see each other again. And he just flies off and he sacrifices himself and explodes. When the true ending happens, it says you have a twist of fate. Somebody comes through and it's like, all right, you have the ability to twist fate and defy it. And he ends up surviving. And they end up like people that are supposed to die survive. So you get to it when you get to the secret ending, you have the Grandmaster, which I, Ouroboros is supposed to be this evil organization. You find out that. She is, um, the world didn't end, the world was supposed to end. And they bought themselves another three years on her estimate, estimate, estimation of that the before the world ends again. So it comes to find out, like, it throws this whole thing where um, Adios, which is that god of that world, is um, it's kind of like running everything, the theories of running everything like a pocket dimension, where if you ever, and I told Richard this, if you ever, there's a, there's a, a French it's philosopher. A legit, yeah, it's a legit theory. It's a French philosopher who was trying to prove the existence of God. And, um, and which, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I believe in God and everything, but pocket dimension is not the way to do it. It's like, a, basically, it's like, because it's, it's cruel. So, but it's like, basically, it, it, it's to a point where, let's say, if they take, God takes the whole East Coast and divides everything off and it rep- tries to replicate a perfect world. And it runs a simulation over and over again, over and over again. And if it doesn't work, you scrap everything and you start from scratch. Uh, but the problem is this dimension is cut off from other parts of the world. So, like, you find out in this game, in this fourth game, like, they, they get to the ability they can travel by airship. And they find out that they're on this continent of Zemeria. They leave from one point of Zemeria, they circle right back around. They can't go around the world. It keeps them stuck on that continent. And they just figured that out. And so, like, the main characters, like, when he felt the spirit veins throughout the um, the core of the Earth or the core of their world, they just end. They don't go around. He's like, when he's like, I felt that they just end. He said, it's weird. They, they, they don't spread around like they're supposed to. So you get these hints that they're not in, like, a, a complete world or the world's cut off. Because, like, they're starting to fight villains in there that are, quote, from other dimensions, like devils and, and angels that are not from their plane that somehow cross over to the world and they can't explain it. So, like, some of these dimensions are breaking down. So... You have this leader of Ouroboros in this hitting ending where she's basically trying to go against Adios and trying to she knows what's going on. She's like, all right, they're stuck in this world and she's trying to go against it and break out. And that's her plan the whole time. So it's like you're going to the part where like maybe the church is not the good guys because they're trying to keep that world together. And then the villains in this whole series are actually the ones that are trying to set everybody free. And she's the only one that retains everything because apparently in that simulation where that main character dies in the normal ending. It's supposed to start the whole series over again. They never, they never made it past that point. So they go back to Trolls in the Sky and it starts over again. God starts it over again. So they never, this we're in unknown territory at this point. That's what she says. It's like she's like, a my estimation, we got another three years before this happens again. That's so, great. So like, you got the the true ending is like you did five fate and you bought yourself more time, and they, they keep going on. So now, now at this point, she knows what's going on. Apparently, she has some way that she remembers it. She, when they restart over, she remembers her previous life, and that's why she's the only one that knows. And you have all those people that blindly follow this person, which you don't understand because they're not bad people. And that's the reason why. It's because they're they're trying to break fate. They're they're trying not to die. Uh, the, the, we'll let the world end. So like apparently, uh, the way it looks at it is, 
uh, the Septarians are left by the goddess, and their plan so far is to just destroy them. So they destroyed four out of the eight. So they're halfway done. So that's where the next game is going to be, whatever that Septarian is in the Calvert, where the, that's where the next series is going into. I guess it's going to go across this continent when they just taken out Septarians, uh, which is like gifts from the goddess. So I think in the first game it was the uh, a space, I believe it was the first Septarian, and then it was Mirage for the, the crossbow games. And this one was uh, the Septarian of Fire and Earth. And we, this is why the series was called Cold Steel, because the Fire and Earth, they fought each other, kind of like the mech battle, like I told you. And they formed a new Septarian called the Septarian of Steel. Earth and fire mixes and they make steel. Gotcha. So they, they've already destroyed the Septarian of Steel. So now they have the next four uh, Septarians to destroy to hopefully break out of this pocket dimension that they let the broke the fourth wall and let the, the, the person playing the game know what's going on. And like these people and, and these characters you're interacting with that kind of fall throughout this whole series are starting to pick up on like, all right, you know, Ouroboros is not a bad organization. And they're trying to figure out what their motivation is. Like kind of like dropped a lot of bombs towards the end of it. Like, all right, what they're doing. And they're very vague. They know what's going on, and a lot of the villains from the previous games all joined this organization. So they give you the idea this organization's bad, but it may not be. And so it's like this going to set up this battle that they probably have to go against the church later on, because the church is going through the, all these games in the series where they're they're finding artifacts that, that pertains to the goddess that they should be destroying. They're collecting everything and they're hoarding it because they're not letting people have it. So this is going to be a problem they're probably going to see pop up later on in the games as the uh, they figure it out. Like one of your main characters and their team. He, when he's uh, when they fa- figure out about the they call the laws of divergence. It's where you can't leave that area. You're stuck in that dimension. They call it the laws of divergence, and they they can't diverge past it. And he's like he's he works for the church. He's never heard of it. He's like he's I got questions for the church too about how much they, they actually know. Does so, the church does the church in the game like there do they do, do they fight this theory or deny the theory or they're they're trying to they're trying to protect the Septarians and the Ouroboros is trying to destroy them. I don't know who knows in the church. But this is the first time, like, I, I didn't realize when I got Haji, uh, Haji uh, Midi, the next game that's kind of like a palate cleanser that finishes up the cold still and moves into the next series. There was a girl on the cover, and she's holding these red strands of fate. I didn't know who the girl was, and I figured out, oh, that was a grandmaster. I didn't know until I got that ending. I was like, oh, now it all makes sense, because I didn't know who she was. And she's holding, like, the like these red threads. It's like fate. Yeah. She's trying to break it. So I'm reading a little bit about the pocket universes. That's some wild shit, man. I'm going mention stuff's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah. I can't believe they put this in a fucking JRPG, man. It's crazy. Uh, it looks like it's relatively new theory too, like 2012. Yeah. Eternal inflation. This is <laughs> some wild stuff. Just, I got Friday lost into it. I'm gaming like, podcast. Pocket dimensions, man. Because I was like, when I went to the fourth game, it's weird because I was hearing shit like they were like uh, when you had these people live for 250 years, they were dropping bombs on me. Like I was catching stuff like this goes against the plan. It's not part of the simulation. And I was like, they would say shit. And I'm like, I didn't. I was sitting there like, simulation. What the fuck does that mean? And they wouldn't explain. They just they would drop tidbits. And it's like only the player would catch it. The the the, the characters in the game don't Character. notice it. They're just like they're going through something. They're just like they're not they're not dwelling on the future. But the player's right. like, oh shit, simulation. You know, they're like this is how I'm not supposed to go. You know, it's like it's. It, I mean, the, this game's been this game series has been since what 2004 from the PSP. And the same the guy who directed the he directed the first three games and then he directed the Crossbow games. He's not, he didn't do the last four games, but he's overseeing the whole series. He's still doing it for the last 20 years. So whatever story he's got down, he's got it planned out. However long it's going to take to get it done, I don't know, because it's been 16 years and we're only halfway done. So, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. It's like it's like the Shinmu Bible. It's like the lore, the lore book. But the problem the problem is they don't promise any of this stuff. It's like we're, we're starting to get this stuff now. It's not like Shinmu where they promise all this uh, 
great epicness. It's like now we're just starting to collect the dots, and it's like I don't know what the end game was, but now I know. I'm like I'm starting to see more and more of the big picture, and it's like and it might not take that long to do it. It depends on how he wants to end it. I just know the Calvert's the next game in that series, and, and there's probably Septarian and Calvert, whatever which one what ones that is. And they said that 10 percent, I think 90 percent of the characters in this game will be new. They said only 10 percent of the old previous characters will cross over at some point. So. So they still have these other characters that kind of pop in and and just kind of like continue the story from what's going on from these other games. But yeah, man, I, that's I think that's the first time in a long time where I played a game where uh, it threw me for a loop and I got a secret ending that I had no idea about. I just I just sit there like I skipped past the credits and it's like there was another movie to watch. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm sitting there like, oh shit! I I just I was that's the first time in a long time that I've ever been so genuinely surprised at a video game because I looked online. It's like I, I didn't even know about it. Until I like I had to sit there and put secret inning until I think there's like one or two threads about it. This actually a secret inning, but like most guides didn't have it in there. Like, oh, you do this, you get a secret inning. I didn't see a guy that had it. Damn. So I was like, I was genuinely surprised, and it made it sense when I saw it these days. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it, man. I I could go on about it forever and go in deep dives about it because there's some. I think they had a and there's like a, I think I went into a thread about it where they were. They were talking about uh, in the first game, uh, Legends, uh, uh, what was it, the Trails in the Sky, uh, where they said that there was a book in there called the Cypress Trees. And if you read the first chapter, it did a lot where they talked about the perfect world theory from Gottfried Leibniz. That's the guy who came up with it, the French philosopher, where his theory is God has the idea of infinite many universes. Only one of these universes can actually exist. God chooses uh, choices are subjected to the principle of sufficient reason. That is, God has reason to choose which one thing or another. God is good, and therefore the universe that God chooses to exist is the best of all possible worlds. And that's his uh, theory. Um, this is like there, a Star Trek episode. And Voltaire poked a lot of holes in this guy's theory because it's like, well, you know, uh. why, why would God let people suffer and sit there knowingly watch it? So there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth between this. So yeah, it gets deep when you go read into it, but. Um, Voltaire, God bless Voltaire. Uh, so apparently, there's a book in there called the the Cypress uh, Thirty One Trees, which uh, gives a hint on divergent laws. And this is from the first game, when 2002. And it's like I didn't even notice it until they somebody brought it up. Like, yeah, this all makes sense now because they kind of planted this shit in the first game. Like, what they, they talked cool. about pestilence. About that's a hell of a callback, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm 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 super excited, man. That's why I told Richard, man, this might be our JRPG of the fucking time, man. I'm just sitting there, I'm. I'm loving these games now, man. I went back and applied them to the third game after that. So I went back, and I didn't say that. I went back and played the third one again, applied them that one. So And that was the next day. That was another 10 hours. So I put 97 hours in that game total. So 200 hours, man. I got three and four. I applied them. Those are my first platinums of the year. Um, outside of that, I won't take up too much time because we've probably been here for a while. Uh, <laughs> We're just uh, looking up uh, Pocket Universe Theory. Pocket Dimensions, man. Yeah, fuck that shit. I'm sitting there deep in there, and it's like it's all fucking cut off, and it's like oh god it's horrible so it's like they just repeat the fucking cycle over and over again to what for whatever reason god decides that it's the best version of the universe you just got to keep sit there and fucking keep going and going and going until it happens that's crazy but um uh i, I started playing robotic notes and I, I got 20 hours into it this week uh and that's another uh, that's the visual novel i talked about before where i kind of danced around it a little bit where it's uh they're trying to build a gundam like character and so uh, I started to get to know the characters more. The only problem with the Science Adventure series is, and it's the same universe as Steins Gate, is that uh, they're always a slow burn. It's like it always stay, takes a while to get into these characters and then it, for whatever climax to happen and for the story to pick up. And when it does, the story's great, but it's always getting to that point. It's always a slow burn. And I'm finally, I think, starting to get to that point now. So 
Um, and like before, they're trying to buy uh, build a life size Gundam, and it's um, it's a robotics club in a high school that takes place in 2019, and this game was done in 2013. So this is supposed to be like a future one, but it kind of pertains to now. Yeah. And um, they're trying to build a life size Gundam, and it's after what they call the robot boom, um, where everybody's trying to build. Everybody's kind of doing that now. We're trying to build like those those Gundam, Gundam models that are huge in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're trying to build that now. It's all started with the. Uh, Akiho, which is a uh, her sister Misune, uh, was uh, her like uh, started the club six years prior, and then she drew up the plans to, to create a life size robot, uh, about ten R uh, large, so but it's like live, you know, like hundred feet tall. So, uh, so she's trying to finish it, and you have Kai, who's like her friend, like her best friend, and they grew up together. Uh, it's kind of helping her, but it's like he's one of those main characters. Like in this series, for whatever reason, when uh, Chiyomoto, when he does his stories, it's always like the main character that you don't like because he's always like at the, the beginning with because he's always like, eh, I don't want to really do shit. He's like, all he wants to do is play games and he just hangs out with her to make sure she's okay. And he's just like, she's trying to work and get the stuff done. And he's just like, he's part of the club, but he's sitting there rather. He's playing himself on playing games. He's like, this is all <laughs> I want to do. And so it's like, and he actually goes and gets people in the club to get work off of him he's like so if i get this person to join the club that means there's less shit that is required for me to do and i can play more games and so that's his that's his goal so um he, he starts kind of as a dick where you don't kind of like him she's very high and like akiho she's very high strong she wants to build this thing before high school's over which she wants to leave her legacy she feels like this is a legacy of that robots club and they want to build this thing and so you get pulled into a thing where they're arguing with the vice principal about getting funding because it takes hundreds and hundreds of millions of uh, yen to build this robot they're trying to get funding for the for their club so she throws down the gauntlet and says, all right, so if you do this uh, robot hobby competition and you win it, then I will then I will fund your club. And if you don't, then I dismantle it. It's like that whole, you got to win it, win it all yeah. type of situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have this hobby robot that was originally with the club that they won the first time 10 years prior. They fixed it up and brought it over, and then they end up coming in second place. They didn't win at all. So they lost to uh, somebody in the in their school that that, uh, that Kai recognized immediately. They call he he wears a mask and he looks like one of those guys from uh uh the, one of that that fucker from uh, Gundam that always wears that mask. You know what I'm talking about? Which uh, one, Char or uh... Char? He looks like fucking Char. He, 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 <laughs> they call him Mr. Pilates, and he's like uh, he's trying to hide his identity and he's like he's uh, in the high school because his father is like a fisherman. His father is like, I don't want you doing this hobby robot shit. I don't care if this is your dream. I want you to grow up and take the family business. Get a real job. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I want you Stop to give up that shit. This pipe Chil- children play that shit, you know. Yeah. So he has to hide his identity. So Kai, he he recognized him immediately, even with the mask. He's like, dude, that's. He's like, that's uh, Haruda. He's like, dude, we, we see him all the time. It's like, no, that's 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 not him. It's like, yeah, I, what are you blind? It's him. He can tell with the mask on that who it was. He's like, all right, whatever. He thought he was getting punked. He's like, y'all, are y'all tricking me? Because it's clearly him, but. <laughs> But um, he ends up, uh, they ended up uh, going to the vice principal when they came in second. And they were like, yeah, yeah, he was always part of the club. So technically, we came in first and second. So that's how they got him in the club. So Kai worked his magic where they nice. didn't get these medals. Yeah. And then he got another person in his club. Like, he's like, good. That's less shit for me to do. All right. So uh, um, I'm not going to go too much time into it because I, I can break it down. There. As you go through, you're learning that he's like really laid back and he just wants to play games. And he gets getting pulled into random shit. So he'll he'll go into like he sees this ghost girl that's running around sounds like, and they, sounds like a story of my life. He see that he sees like this ghost <laughs> ghost girl running around. And he sees it on his droid and he follows it and he finds this file from uh um like Ko Kilmajo I believe his name is and it and it it's like he apparently he died uh, previously and he wrote like this like book about his death or something like that before he died. He's like somebody's trying to kill me blah blah blah. 
He's like, uh, apparently, the, the, in this in this uh, in this world, there's always something scientific going on. He's like, these there's solar flares happening. The sun is dying. So he says, like, the sun is dying. There's solar disturbances. He's like, and he, he and this is like 2009 when he died. And he says, I predict that there's going to be solar disturbance in 2012. That's your sound familiar. 2015, 2019, and 2020. And so they already can confirm what. What happened in 2012 and 2015, and in, in the game so far, nothing's happened in 2019 because it's 2019 right now, and 2020 is next year for them. So uh, he, now he's getting pulled into this whole thing where the sun is apparently dying, and like this, and the committee I mentioned the committee before the evil organization from Science Gate and from Chaos Child, they're immediately in this game in the beginning already. They're trying to get their hands on Kai because uh, it's when he was uh, younger, apparently uh, one of the solar flares affected him and and. Akiho when they were on a a ferry and it gave them powers like he calls them attacks so his is called uh, fast forward and Akiho's is called slow motion where she'll if they stress out too much she'll uh, she'll slow down and her heart goes down to like I think three beeps uh, three beats every ten minutes or something like that it slows down and everything moves very slow for her and it's like it looks glass in her eyes but it's slow for outside everybody else perceives her as very slow she can't move he's the opposite. He, uh, he, his response time is immediate, but everything slows down so he can make uh, the, the changes he can. But then he has, like, I think his heart goes like 30 beeps per second. It feels like his heart's going to be destroyed. So it's like, um, he doesn't Damn. like it. So it's like, that's what he used to win the, to get second in the robo competition because he, he, his inputs are godlike, apparently. So apparently the committee sees them and they're trying to do something with them. Uh, doesn't know why. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving threads in here and it's starting to make sense. I already got the first character from uh, Steins Gate. She shows up in there, uh, Nye. And the original Steins Gate, she was like nine years old. And this one, she's like 19. She's working in their space program. Uh, that was a, when I saw it was Nye. I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking Nye. I was like, hell <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, I didn't even know she was going to show up in Stein, from, from Steins Gate. So I was like, oh, God, that threw me for a loop, too. Another but, good yeah. callback. But, uh, yeah, for these games that, that connect somehow in their connected universe. Um, but, yeah, that's it for me. I mean, I'm, I'm probably in phase four, um, maybe a third of the way of the game. Uh, so I'll figure out whatever bullshit they're trying to get away from the committee in the next game, uh, next couple chapters. So, yeah, that's that's everything I played this week. Fucking story based shit. <laughs> Pocket dimensions. <laughs> it's all good. Even though your most played genres, first person shooters, you're just lying to us this whole time. Mm-hmm. We know this about you. Well, uh, that's what happens when I fucking keep on um, putting Call of Duty games in there. <laughs> uh. I just love the campaigns. Uh, well, uh, I just wanted. They, they, they keep putting out new ones every year, so my 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 first pressure shooter one's always going to go up. Apparently, it's guaranteed. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm dumb every year. Like, oh, must have it. Uh, do you guys have a lot of Call of Duty players on your friends list? All right, um, vague, it's it, that's a vague question. The reason I ask is I've seen most everybody go back to Modern Warfare. Like, I don't see anybody playing Cold War. I, everybody's on Warzone for me. Warzone. Everybody's everybody did the Call of Duty Black Ops. For a little bit, and then they went back to Warzone. So yeah, Warzone seems to be where it's at, and that's the free one, right? Like you don't have to pay for a specific Cold War Warzone or anything. I think in that that um that link I sent you for that time tracker, I think they said uh, based off their settings for those people who sign up for that service, uh, that was the most played game. That one, uh, Fortnite was second, and then third was uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Of course, <laughs> as featured in the Game Informer article. Yeah. Uh, speaking of articles, I wanted to mention this before we get out of here, but Bloomberg did a, uh, it's like the 20th anniversary of the unveiling of the Xbox, and Bloomberg did a deep dive into Brant's laughing. What are you laughing at, Brant? I'm did you laughing. Read this article? 
No, I'm laughing at the the fact that when Microsoft, uh, before they got started, they tried to go to Nintendo. Yep. So they were looking to they were looking to acquire studios. That's how the Bloomberg article frames it because they went to EA first. Yeah. And EA told them they didn't know what they were doing because Microsoft. If, I know Cesar and I are growing up at this time, but Microsoft PC gaming was like education stuff. And it even says in there, Bill Gates thought video games was like a magical school bus on the PC. So that was the extent of what games should be for them. So they went to EA first and then to Nintendo. And the guy said it was an it was an hour and a half of them laughing at us. And that's all the hour and a half was. So and that, man, there's awesome stuff in there. Like Aaron Greenberg's been with Xbox since the very beginning. And when they went to um like start to think about building it and what would they need and all that. They like imported a PS2 and they tore it down and they, they priced it out like per screw and uh, gear and everything that would, you know, laser, they priced everything out to see what the competition was going to be like. And it was all like nobody at Microsoft wanted to do it until they mentioned Sony. And the, the big driving factor was, and you'll see this when you fire up the PS2, it's like Sony computer entertainment. And, the whole computer thing and like having a PS2 under every TV scared the shit out of them. And so they were told no, no, no to every pitch. And then when they were like, but what about Sony? And then it just like, it went off. It was Bill Gates that had to approve it. And kind of went off with him. It was like, what about Sony? And they were, they were coming for that ass with that computer. But uh, that Bloomberg article is awesome. It was well-researched. You've got uh, Seamus Blackley. It was interviewed in there. Uh, Ed Freeze, you have um, Phil Spencer, uh, Bill Gates has some quotes. They did a really, really good job with it. So hey, my favorite was uh, was it Square where they said that it wasn't enough for them. Square, yep. yeah, yeah. They're like they didn't turn them down. Remember, they're like, yeah, we don't think it's enough. <laughs> they had it on paper. They had yeah. the deal on paper. They went through this dinner, all this kind of stuff, and then at the end of the dinner, the banker or the finance guy just like stood up and said, uh, "We don't think it's enough money." And <laughs> that was it. They said they just left. They said that was it. Oh, it was awesome, man. I don't remember what they, Sega said. What did Sega say when they went to Sega? Because I know they've been trying to buy Sega for a while. They, they were toying with trying to get Sega, remember? They were just yeah. trying to figure out they wanted to get them or not. I don't think the Sega bit was in there, but it, it's it's so funny with me hearing all the Dreamcast stuff here recently. The, that original Xbox was like a Dreamcast, too. They got a bunch of those studios and got a bunch of those games that were going to be... Um, the Itagaki bit in that story was really good. They sat down with him in like the waiting area of Tecmo. Like they just they just sat down in the it wasn't in a, an office or anything. And they said within an hour he was convinced like I will make the best fighting game and I will use the power of the Xbox to make this make this fighting game. Like he was convinced just like this. But he's always been a power person. Like he always mm. said, you know, I would develop for the best, the most powerful console. So that is a damn good read on Bloomberg about the original Xbox. It's super, super good. Uh, they're talking about, you know, the rock and Bill Gates, like unveiled it. It was supposed to rise up out of the ground, but it didn't work. And Bill Gates said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and they said the rock was laughing too. So then they just put it on that thing and lifted the curtain off of it. Um, their, their marketing people told them that WWE and fast food was like doing big crossovers at the time. So they asked like, uh, you know, are there a couple WWE wrestlers that we could get for this event? And they came back and said, no, you only need one. You need The Rock and you need to have him out there. And that's he was available. And that's like how that that moment came about. But it's it's an awesome read. Well written. I, you'll just fly through it. And there's a really good picture of uh, Seamus Blackley uh, you, uh, playing. I think he's playing Malice, that third person platformer. He's playing mm -hmm. it on a big D series, uh, JVC CRT. 
and you can see in the picture as he's leaned back, he's holding the controller. The Xbox in front of him isn't even on, and you can see yeah. the controller like wrapping around to this big giant tower uh, dev unit. <laughs> like it doesn't look like anything like the debugs that came out or anything, but he's playing this super early PC Xbox. Uh, highly recommend. You guys got anything else? I'm good. No, the two hours. Happy Friday. Outside of uh, I didn't talk about my PS3 bullshit, but I started playing Tales of Zilli again. I put like three hours in that. So <laughs> with your controller, you have to hardwire. Yeah, I think the battery should finally be charged. For whatever reason, I I fucking get the. Have you ever had that shit where you had the power bricks? I plugged in every fucking power brick to every PS3 controller I have, and even the fucking move controllers. Shit will not fucking charge. But if I plug it directly to a console, charge is fine. I don't so get. So I it. have. You know, we joke about the PSP chargers for the DualSense cradle thing. Yeah. I have that move controller. I played VR with somebody this past weekend, too. I forgot all about that. So maybe we'll have a, a move controller segment next week. But uh, I couldn't get it to work until I actually plugged it into the – like it was charged, but I couldn't get it to sync or anything until I plugged it into the console. I was like, this is the only console I've ever used this on. Why did it do this to me? I, I just want to charge my fucking PS3 controllers. I have to turn on my fucking PS3. That's all. Does the does the bus not pass like that USB bus on those little chargers? I don't. Not, I don't think they're strong enough. enough. Yeah, I don't mm, think they pass yeah. enough. I, I have. I'll send their fucking. I plugged in so many different because I have so many of them. I plugged in like the Apple ones. Yeah. I I sit there and just fucking around with them. It's like I, I thought I had a dead controller. It's like no, let me just plug it in a console. It works fine. I plug yeah. it into the PS5 chargers on the PS5. PS5 bitches send me those controllers not compatible. I'm like whatever, just fucking charge it. You're on at the moment. So I'm like, I'm just stop using telling your me juice. that. I don't need you to control. He, yeah, he, he keeps coming on screen. I'm like, just stop telling me. Just fucking charge it. You know what I'm trying to do. So I'm like, it doesn't. Because I think it does the same thing when I plug it in my PS4 bitches at me too. Like you can't use this controller on this thing. I'm like, just fucking charge the thing. Stop telling me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like fucking Iron Man. Just put it on the screen. Stop telling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look forward to uh, PS3 controller woes and PS Move controller woes next week. Uh, thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, sorry the episode is late, but uh, we got you some content out there. I'll post it up Sunday. And this is definitely Shirts or Skins Sephiroth, right? We're going with that for sure. <laughs> yep, that'll work. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah. All right, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. See ya. Shirts or skins, Sephiroth. Sephiroth.